Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And you are listening to episode 177 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And I went back and did a little numeric information that I thought was interesting. Numeric information. Yeah, we, we got, um, this would be two entire work weeks of audio that we've recorded on how they can connect faith to life, which is pretty cool. So over 80 hours yep. of listening and recording. That's a lot of talking. That's a lot of talking. That's a lot of time, just me and you together. <laughs> That's a little scary, isn't it? That's an understatement. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So anyway, as you listen to the podcast today, just take a few minutes to invite someone to listen by posting to Facebook, Twitter, or you can even text them and let them know about the link. And of course, sign up for the podcast and uh, just have it delivered to your uh, mailbox automatically. Pastor, discipleship is really the cornerstone of what we do at Northwood. Um, we're, We're moving this coming year to become even more discipleship oriented is we're going to do some extended discipleship into some specific areas that we, so we can continue to strengthen people in their walk with Christ. So we have Logan Cato, our uh, discipleship pastor with us today, and it's exciting to have, we're going to talk more about what that's going to mean in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Logan, you are our most frequent guest on the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. How honored do you feel about that? I actually really can't even believe that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's hard to believe, but yes, I am honored. That makes you, me feel special. You should feel special. I mean, of all the wonderful staff members we have, you somehow end up back in this chair. And, Be- I, and I try not to. That's the thing. <laughs> try, how do you try not no, to? I'm just kidding. I, I love mean, being here with you, you guys. You should love being here. Yeah. I don't want to be here for over 80 hours with y'all, but <laughs> we don't want you for over 80 hours. <laughs> I'm glad either. for the couple that I get. Yeah, well, we're glad <laughs> Oh, you're man. Yeah. So we are going to spend some time just talking through uh, our discipleship strategy mm-hmm. here at Northwood. And so if you're not a part of the Northwood family, um, listen anyway, because this might be helpful for you in whatever church setting you're in, and maybe it might give you some ideas in your own church as to how you can uh, help your church facilitate a process of discipleship to help people grow in Christ. Uh, but I thought that this would be a good thing for us to talk through here yeah, at Northwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if you're one of our people, I want you just to know what's mm-hmm. coming up in the next year and how you can be a part of what God is doing in the life of our church as we're really striving just to help people grow in their faith. And Logan, you think about it, really the heart of discipleship is really just helping people to know what it means and what it looks like to follow Jesus well. Wouldn't you say so? What would you say is the heart of discipleship? Yeah, I love when Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, he's, he's looking at the church and he says, imitate me as yeah. I imitate Christ. That's, and that's, that's really the heart of discipleship. And it's not centered on any of us. It's yeah. ultimately centered on Christ. We want, you know, he told his disciples, go out and make disciples and teach people to obey the commands that I've given you. And that's really, that's what we want to do. We want to see people. I don't want to see anyone become more like me. I want to see people become more like Jesus. And so as I'm following after Christ, I want to look at others and say, Hey, let me help you in that process. And 
Um, that's really the goal yeah, of what we're yeah, trying to do. Yeah, here. yeah. So I've been pastoring now for for twenty years. I started when I was twenty four years old. I'm forty four now, so a lot of years in ministry. And Trey, you've had a lot of years in ministry. Logan, you're going to have a lot of years in ministry. You're still just kind of getting started some ways, but you, you're you're well along the way. Um, but in twenty years, what I've learned about discipleship is that um, uh, we all want to make. I don't think there is a pastor who does not want to make disciples, right? I would agree. Uh, but mm-hmm. but what we oftentimes lack in the church is a strategy to do mm-hmm. so, right? We know what to do, but how do we do it well? And so I really really have spent 20 years trying to figure out how do we do this well, mm-hmm. right? And so, so and, and, I, and I think all of our stories around this table are a little bit different. Um, for me, I was intentionally discipled as a young man. I had a, a, a pastor that poured into me and invested in me. And Trey, you, you guys, well, you hear my story all the time because every time yeah. we have a Connect Northwood yeah. class, I, I share my story and how I was invested into and how that gave me a desire as a pastor uh, to really be focused on uh, discipling others, to do for others what was done for me. Uh, Logan, your story is not quite the same as mine. You didn't have someone intentionally invest in you, but because of that, that has kind of given you a passion to do for others what wasn't necessarily done for you, right? Yeah, and, I, and it's certainly not to say that, you know, there wasn't anyone along the way who right. invested me in any way. I'm, and I'm so thankful for everyone in my my life throughout my time following Christ that has but I can confidently say nothing was done for me that, that I knew was reproducible. Right. That I could turn around and say, okay, the exact thing that you did with me, I can turn around and do that with someone else and make sure that I'm actually making disciples. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the gap has been for me. And so since my time on staff here, it's been helpful um, as we have thought through together mm-hmm. the best way to help our people do that. Yeah, yeah. And and Trey, you did, did you have people intentionally disciple you or what did it uh, look like for you? I did, but it was always like, okay, for the next three months, and then it was yeah. over. Yeah, more you of know? a classroom approach. Yeah, or, very similar to that. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of how I did it. Yeah. Now, I had people that I brought under my wing, and yeah. you know, I would I would try to help disciple them, very similar to what Bob did for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't intentional. I, I, oh, there was no direction or leadership. I mean, you know, you talk about the general things, but yeah. uh, I, I found that my when I was first saved – no one discipled me. I literally had to go to the Christian bookstore and start. Start to buying books to figure out what to do. To find out what. Yeah. To, I went and asked people, what can I do to be a follower of Christ? Yeah. And they would just shrug the shoulders and have yeah. no idea. Yeah, yeah. So we've all come a long way, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, so. yeah. And that's the thing. And, and just thinking through what does it look like to help people grow in Christ, to make disciples. And, and Trey, you and I, we're old enough to remember because you and I, um, you know, you've been in the, the Baptist church anyway for mm-hmm. a long time. Um, and I've been in the Baptist church all of my life. Um, we, we're old enough to remember when we had that thing called called training union yeah right? training union and, and right. for a long time in southern baptist circles that was how we made disciples you came to on sunday night before sunday night worship service because mm-hmm. we used to have sunday night worship services the hour before we had training union but it was kind of that classroom setting right you mm-hmm. would sit in a classroom and and for a lot of us when we think about discipleship uh for if, if you're like me anyway and you're a little older and you grew up in the church um that was kind of your discipleship experience. You sat in a class and you learned something. That's right. Right. That and, was what it was. And, 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 and that's okay. But what the, the, the issue with that for, for us is that um, the focus was on what goes in your head more than what goes in your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and the, there was a lack of focus on um, just developing those relationships that are really crucial in the disciple making process. What made, um, uh, what made it so effective for me when Bob mentored me and disciple me was he was, personally investing in my life mm-hmm, there was exactly he was teaching me things right but there was a relationship there i knew i had a brother in christ who loved me and cared about me and who wanted me to grow mm-hmm. right it, it looked more like right um what jesus did with his disciples 
when Jesus discipled, if you will, his disciples, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't sit in, in, in desk, right? And he stood at the front and lectured and they took notes. No, they, they were living life, man. Exactly. They, were, they were along the way. Jesus would stop and, and teach them something and they would ask questions. And, you know, it was, it was that life on life discipleship. And, and, and we've just grown over the years to realize, I mean, that really is how it happens when we just spend time together mm-hmm. around the word and encouraging each other. And so, so what we've tried to do at Northwood over the years, we, we've tried to create um, a model that facilitates that mm-hmm. and ultimately understanding right that discipleship is ultimately the spirit's work it's not our work of course right not. we can't yeah. we can't uh, force someone to follow Jesus we can't produce spiritual growth in the life of somebody else but we can create uh, a culture of discipleship and we can put uh, a system in place that that give people opportunities to be put in a position where God can work in their mm-hmm. lives and so that's what we've tried to do over the last few years and just kind of review if you're listening and you're part of the Northwood family what our strategy is been and and Trey, this is where you come in really helpful for us. Is is really for us the first step when you come to Northwood? Is we want you in a what a life, a life connection, connection group. group? Yeah, and 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 Logan leads one of those. Uh, you you oversee all those life connection yeah. groups. I don't have the opportunity to be in one because I have to preach yeah. two services on Sunday morning. But I've been in one in past churches, and just the the benefit of just on that Sunday morning being in a group of people mm-hmm. uh, that that care about you, that are talking about the Bible together. That really for us at Northwood is kind of the first step in the discipleship process. Yeah. is to get in one of those life connection groups because in that life connection group that's the first place you're going to uh, build some relationships mm-hmm. with other people and also be exposed to some good bible teaching as you walk through that same text that i preached the sunday before and we found here at northwood those life connection groups haven't they trained they and, and logan you know because you lead one they've been super effective in helping people have oh, that yeah. just initial experience of getting connected to the family and 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 having some some growth in their walk with the lord yeah we're very intentional about what we do when we talk about doing certain we do sermon based. Mm-hmm. So we, but we are very intentional about having discussion or built around the sermon, including other things that weren't there before so that they are actually really dropping in, delving into uh, the depth of what that passage yeah. is saying. So, uh, and we're very intentional about getting people in life connection yeah. groups too. We talk about this it all is the time. not just, just do whatever you want. I mean, we are going to people, we're constantly saying, Hey, listen, this is one of the most important things you can do. Uh, and we also understand that, uh, as you have said so many times that we grow best when we're in community yeah. Yeah. and, uh, we, we understand that this is where we begin. This is not the end, yeah. but it's certainly the beginning yeah. kind of gets us into that mo- mode. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, what we try to do here, I mean, and not that a classroom setting is, is bad in any way. Sometimes that's really helpful. And we do some of that in some settings, but we, we, we try even our life connection groups just to be as relational as mm-hmm. possible. We don't want you to feel like you're going to school. We sit in a circle. We sit in a circle. We want you yeah. to come in and feel like you're actually contributing to the conversation, asking your questions, having that discussion, because we believe that facilitates mm-hmm. growth. And you've seen that take place in your group over the last few years that you've led your life connection group. You've seen that growth take place in, in those couples that come to your group and are just having that first initial experience in a small group. Yeah, and it's, it's been fantastic. Um and we talk about when we talk about discipleship at any level. So whether it's in a bigger group setting, like a life connection group, mm-hmm. or a smaller setting, like a discipleship group, it, it, there's a formal aspect to where we are dedicated to God's word. Um, if you're here at Northwood, I hope you know by now that that is our yeah. that is our heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. We are centered around the word. We want you to know and understand God through His word, and whatever avenue that we're going to provide, you're going to get that. Yeah, that's more of a formal discipleship. Yeah, that's you're it. Teaching and learning something. Yeah. There's also a more informal aspect, like you're mentioning, building relationships. Exactly. That's been most of my discipleship experience through mm-hmm. my life has been that informal type, hey, I'm going to live life with you. We're going to hang out. We're going to talk. We'll have good conversations. 
But it's a both and. Yeah, it's and a I both think and. Even in our life connection groups, you're getting both of those. You're yeah. getting the the formal teaching of God's word, mm-hmm. understanding of God's word. You're also getting the informal. Hey, as we live life together, as we talk about our experiences. And both of those are key when we're having this discipleship conversation. Yeah. yeah. So for us at Northwood, that's kind of been the first step. We, we try to get people into a life connection mm-hmm. group. Now, if you're around us a lot here at Northwood, you know that. And you also know what our second step is. Our second step is once you've been in a life connection group is to get you into a discipleship group. A discipleship group is a little bit different than a life connection group. Uh, a, a life connection group is a little bit larger, you know, 10, 12, 15 people. We have some that are a little bit larger than that. But uh, our discipleship groups are intentionally smaller three to five people. Mm-hmm. Our discipleship groups are intentionally gender specific. Mm-hmm. Three to five guys, three to five ladies. Why? Because there's just something about getting together with people of the same sex mm-hmm. and, and holding each other accountable. Uh, there's something about five guys getting together and really holding each other accountable in their walk with the Lord that if you add their wives into there, uh, they might not be as willing to talk about some yeah, things. And th- so it's just, it's, to me, it's just really strategic to get three to five guys together, three to five ladies together, and and have them to to live life together and hold each other accountable and grow together in their faith. And the purpose of our discipleship groups is to help you to grow in your faith in such a way uh, where as you are growing your faith, you're also learning how to go out and make disciples yourself, right? Mm-hmm. That those discipleship groups are intentionally designed to be reproducible, uh, that you're learning what it means to be a disciple so that you can make disciples. When, when we came to Northwood or when I came to Northwood six years ago, we had um, a couple of discipleship groups that, you know, uh, they called themselves discipleship groups. They were trying, but we've we've worked over the years that now we have, what, Logan? I mean, I don't know how many groups we have now meeting. We're like a little over 60. That's amazing. With 60 groups, which you think about the number of people. If you have three to five people in each group, just the number of people that we have yeah. going through our discipleship process right now. And we've seen it. We've seen just a lot of, of live transformation. Now, um, I know in every group, there's always going to be exceptions to the rules. And, and some groups uh, move a little faster than others and all those kinds of things. But people are still in the process. Yeah, and they're learning exactly. and they're growing. And so what Logan and I did uh, several years ago is over the years, at every church I've been at as a pastor for 20 years, I've, I've tried to create a culture of discipleship where we would have discipleship groups and I always struggle to know okay when we get people into groups how, how do how do we help them to grow what mm. what what do we need to do for a curriculum how, what, what books of the bible they need to study i mean what what what's the process in the group um and so you know over the years i did lots of different things and and and, and god was gracious and i think in the groups that i led and the groups that were being led in different churches we we, we saw a lot of growth but logan and i really wanted to help our groups to be as intentional as possible and so what we did a few years ago is we just kind of sat down together at the and and at the whiteboard just t- started to write out okay what does a disciple look like and what are the essentials what does a disciple need to know and and how does a disciple grow and so what we did a few years ago and if you're part of our church you know this uh, we actually wrote the curriculum mm-hmm. uh, for our discipleship gr- groups I don't forget how many lessons it is it's 30 something lessons 36 or something seven. like that it's, yep. it's, it takes about a year to go through if, right. you, if you do it and you know the holidays and all that kind of stuff um, but we wanted the focus to be on the Word of God, mm. right? And so every one of those lessons is 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 you're really in a text, right? Mm. And we teach you in that that curriculum how to study the Bible well, how to share the gospel. What when we were designing that curriculum, one of the concerns for me was that in a lot of our uh, discipleship curriculums that we see different authors writing or different organizations putting out, there's an emphasis on on knowledge, what you need to know, but not necessarily an emphasis on the heart, mm. what character qualities of Christ you need to grow in. And so we really took a lot of time or uh, to think through, okay, if you're going to grow as a disciple of 
Jesus, what does your heart need to look like? Wow, right? Yeah. What 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 does it look like to grow in the fruit of the Spirit? What does it look like to grow in prayer? What does it look like to grow in discerning God's will for your life? What does it look like to grow in your generosity? And so we spent a lot of time, and you know, Trey, because you've you've led several groups through the curriculum, mm-hmm. there's a lot of time spent in that that character development of what it actually looks like to have a heart like Christ. And then the knowledge piece of it, what does it look like to have a correct theology, to mm-hmm. understand specifically how the Bible works, how the Bible from Genesis to Revelation uh, tells the story of redemption in Christ Jesus. And we call that biblical theology. And Logan wrote most of those lessons. Mm. Actually, I think he wrote all those lessons on biblical theology and did a wonderful job yes, he did. Uh, writing those lessons on, on how, how the Bible tells that one story uh, of redemption. And so, so we put that curriculum together because we thought that would, would help people to understand how to share their faith, because there's a lesson on that, understand how to study the Bible, understand some of those character qualities that we need to grow in and understand how the Bible works together to tell uh, the unified story of redemption in Christ Jesus. We we put that curriculum together to, to do that. Um, and I think that's been effective. I think our groups have, have really uh, oh, yeah. no grown doubt. And, and are using that well. And and I thought, man, we and we've seen the, the goal that we set is, is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, it, you know, we always want to see it happen faster, but it's still happening, right? We're seeing groups go through that process and come through and we're seeing guys and, and ladies that we disciple start their own groups yeah. and, and doing them for others, what was done for them. And, and, and some people we've seen just grow exponentially. It's been really cool, right, Logan? What, what do you think? Yeah, we, we strategically developed that. And I know for a lot of people, as they go through it, it feels pretty basic. Yeah, and, and, and intentionally so. And it is, because here's I think here's one of the issues with discipleship. It's easy for us to make a lot of assumptions yeah. that people already know how to do certain things. Right. In my discipleship journey... God saved me when I was six years old. I was super involved in my church. I was leading Bible studies. I was in college. I was discipling guys. I've been on a ton of mission trips. All this all this really good stuff, right? And God was using every bit of that through my life. Mm. I was 23 years old, and I had to go to seminary before I learned how to read the Bible. Yeah. Wow. And there's no way that I'm going to faithfully grow in my knowledge and understanding of God's Word and obey the commands of Christ if I don't even know how to read the Bible. Yeah. And so we just, it's easy for us to make those assumptions. And so, yes, like the, the stuff is foundational. Yeah. It's introductory because it's the introduction to the Christian life, yeah. Yeah. essentially. And, and if you're going to be someone who is growing to make disciples, well, how are you going to disciple them? You're going to disciple them in the basics. Mm-hmm. You're going to disciple them in the foundation. So making sure you have, have that to. foundation you laid is just really there. important, right? Yeah. And so for those who've gone through the curriculum, um, I, I think it's been helpful. But, you know, you, it, it, is, it is the basics. And, and the basics we always need to go back to and always need to build upon. So. But I will say, I am always amazed how when we're going through the basics, someone always says, I never knew that. Yes, because we, to Logan's point, <laughs> yeah. we think we know the basics, but sometimes we're not as, you know, um, knowledgeable of the basics mm-hmm. as we think we are, right? Mm-hmm. And so just to walk through those basics again, it's just a really, really good thing. And what we don't want to happen is I don't want, because here's what's happening in our church. There are people in our church who are being called out to ministry. We do have yes. young men yes. and young ladies who are considering going to seminary. We have some right now who are in seminary through mm-hmm. us. And so so what I don't want to happen is if that young man or young lady feels that calling towards seminary and, and to, some time, to some type of vocational ministry, that when they sit in that seminary class uh, and they, they hear something, they don't say, 
you know, I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to say, hey, I was at a church that taught us this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. I've heard this before. I heard, you know, I heard this in my discipleship group. Or I heard this from my Amen. pastor on the stage or where the case may be. And so, so we want to create that kind of environment where when we're discipling people that um, they understand the basics, but we're building on those basics as well. Basics as well. So wherever God has them, they they do have that knowledge of 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 the scripture, but also that that character, the heart of of, of a disciple as well. So that's what we're striving for. And so what we did, we we worked that curriculum and we've we've put that in place, and that's gone really really um, well over the last couple of years. And something else happened, and and just by the providence and grace of God, is that we did have a lot of people that were um, I say a lot of people. We had some some college students that were graduating from Charleston Southern and mm-hmm. and looking toward ministry. And so we were trying to figure out how can we help um, guys and ladies uh, who are interested in ministry get some extra experience, mm-hmm. right? And so Randy, our college pastor, has done a real good job of, of de- developing job. internships. Yeah. I think we've all had interns working mm-hmm. with us and different things over the years, and that's been really helpful. But then we had an opportunity to begin providing theological education. Mm-hmm. We started with Southeastern Seminary uh, up in North Carolina, where the two of you graduated from. Yes. Um, I didn't graduate there. It's a fine school, but I went down to the bayou instead. <laughs> um, but we, we formed a partnership with them where we were able to do what they called um, an equip center uh-huh. where we were offering uh, Cody Cox, who our student pastor was the first one to go through it, where he was getting seminary credit hours through us. Logan and I were teaching the classes. Cody was learning. It was kind of odd just to have Cody in our class, but we didn't mess him up too bad. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, not yet. Not least. yet, at least. Uh, but then we had the opportunity. Randy was able to do some digging and research. And we were able to, to kind of expand that to mm. what we ha- now have is a school of ministry mm. where we have several guys right now, and we'll have a few more actually start next semester, that are coming through. And they're able through us uh, to get seminary credit, up to 30 hours of credit that they can apply towards a master's degree. And and that that 30 hours of credit that they get through us, it transfers right into Southeastern mm-hmm. Seminary. We're working to uh, get it transferred to other seminaries as well. And so they can, right here, and it, it costs them nothing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. It, 30 hours of credit back in the day cost, cost us a lot me. of money. Yeah. But they can get 30 hours of credit. And not only that, but they're able as well to stay here at North, we'll get ministry experience at the same time. It's really, really good. And we're building that out. And we're seeing not only some people from our church, but, but I think next, next semester we'll have a couple of guys from other churches mm, join us awesome. and go through that process with us of getting some seminary credit. So that's really cool to see how God has allowed us. And that, that if you think about it, Trey, that's part of the discipleship process. Oh, it is. Because yeah. we're raising up the next generation of church leaders, right? That will serve as student pastors or pastors or vocational missionaries or whatever the case may be. That's part of the discipleship process. Teaching men that they may teach others. That's right. That's right. And so that's been really cool. So when we were kind of working through this year, um, um, you know, Logan and I were kind of thinking through, well, really all of us as staff were thinking through, that we've got this, this great front end right, that we are uh, working people through the Connecting Faith to Life curriculum, getting people in discipleship groups, Life Mm -hmm. Connection groups are are humming and going well. We've got this great front end, and we've got this great back end now, if you think about it, Mm -hmm. that we have an opportunity to to train up ministers, right? But not everybody in our church is going to be a minister. Not everybody in our church is going to go to seminary or be a pastor or a missionary. Um, So we kind of were thinking through is we've got this great front end, We've got this great back end, but we're missing something in the middle, mm. right? For people who are are coming through uh, that connecting faith to life curriculum, that that basic discipleship, they're right. leading groups. Uh, they're maybe not interested in seminary, but they still want some more training. Yeah, of they course. still want some more um, um, help in their walk with the Lord and and some some more encouragement in their growth. And so we started talking through, okay. What can we do to help people who've gone through that initial phase of discipleship, who are now making disciples, but just still want some more? 
some more training, some more learning, some more opportunity to grow uh, in their knowledge of the Word and, and in the character of Christ. What can we do? And so what we um, are going to do in 2023 and going forward is offering this kind of middle stage, if you will, of discipleship, which we're calling equip groups. Yeah. yeah. So Logan, why don't you explain to us what a, an equip group is? So an equip group is it's going to be structured pretty similarly to how we do our discipleship groups currently. They're going to be a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. So it'll be 10 people. Um, it'll be mixed gender yep. groups. And you're going to receive further training and further knowledge and understanding of some different theological concepts, some different ideas in the Christian life. Uh, we're really, some of it is going to be we're taking what we did in the Connecting Faith to Life curriculum and we're building upon that to go deeper. So, for example, in the Connecting Faith to Life curriculum, there is one lesson on how to study the Bible. Yeah. And it, I, th- I think it's a pretty good introductory lesson on hermeneutics. It is. On the mm-hmm. science of interpreting the scripture. But you need more than that. Yeah, of course. We, Listen, we are not naive in this and thinking that we've got this figured out or that <laughs> yeah. you know, that we've written the best thing. We've not. Like we're just trying that's to. That's why we've gone back to the drawing board to work more. That's right, yeah. because we understand just as I understand. I've been walking with Jesus now again since I was six, and I've got a lot I still need to learn yeah. in my understanding of how to read the Bible, how to interpret Scripture, how to live out the Christian life. And so these groups are going to provide more of that. Um, and they're also going to provide things that we were not able to hit in 34 weeks mm-hmm. in the, the curriculum. That's so right. we, we did biblical theology, which we think is foundational for how to read and interpret the entire Bible and see the whole story of Scripture and how all these themes and ideas connect together and how the, the authors are working together to tell the story of Christ. But let's just be honest. You need some systematic theology. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to systematically think about who God is, yeah. his nature, his work, his attributes, think about who humans are, who Christ is, mm-hmm. all these different doctrines. Um, we, we're, we need to go further on these spiritual disciplines. Yeah. We were pretty brief on that in the book. And, again, just out of time constraint. But we want to help see people grow further in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, our goal here is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That is that is our job biblically That's to right. do that. That might be vocational ministry. Mm-hmm. So we have to have a plan in place to equip you for vocational ministry. We are not trying to be a replacement for seminary. We're just trying to be a pathway to help you be really well prepared to get there. That's right. Um, but ministry also looks like discipling your children well. Mm-hmm. Ministry also looks like wherever you are in your workplace, in the secular workplace, being a light and a gospel and a and a foundation for the gospel in your workplace. That's your ministry. Mm-hmm. We want to equip you for that, and so we're trying to target all these areas. We think these equipped groups are going to help do that. That's exactly right. That's they're exactly going to help right. foster learning. They're going to help foster relationship, and they're going to help push you deeper into your relationship with Christ. And we are convinced, and we know this, as we think rightly about who God is and what he's done, we will, by the Spirit of God, live rightly before mm-hmm. him. That's right. But there's an order to that. Mm-hmm. We have to continue to think deeply and well about God, and that's going to push us into holiness and obedience and participating on participating on his mission yeah. we think these groups are going to help achieve yeah. that yeah. yeah amen so here's how this works we've got uh 10 to 12 equipped groups that we are designing right now now we're not going to have all 10 to 12 equipped groups at one time what will happen starting in january is you'll have the option if you've come through that connecting faith to life discipleship curriculum you've been through a discipleship group 
uh, you are um, you, you kind of have done that. You're now leading a discipleship group or whatever the case may be. Uh, you have the option uh, now of taking uh, or being a part of one of these equipped groups. Mm-hmm. And we'll offer these equipped groups on Wednesday nights and Sunday evenings. And each semester, they're going to be semester-based groups. We'll offer three groups every semester. So you get to select. Uh, there's Again, over the course of time, there's going to be 10 to 12 of these groups. Um, and, and so over time, you'll be able to take all of these uh, different uh, groups that we're offering. Uh, so if you if you miss one this time, if you miss if you because we only want you to take one at a time, right? Of course. So if you pick one this time and you didn't get the other two. Well, just hold on; it'll come back up again over the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So over the next couple of years, you'll have the opportunity to walk through all of these different groups we're offering. I think this this time we're offering. Um, a group on on systematic theology that will be led by uh, uh, Dr. Jonathan Watson, who's a professor at Charleston Southern and also on our staff here at Northwood. Uh, Logan's going to be leading a group on on spiritual disciplines, how mm-hmm. we continue to grow in those. And I'm going to be leading a group on how to study the Bible. So we'll take, again, some of those foundational issues yeah. we looked at in the discipleship curriculum and just for 12 weeks build on those things, yeah. right? These groups are going to be intense. They're going to be you, a max of 10 to 12 people in each group. Uh, they're going to be intense. You're going to have assigned reading to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is going to be a little bit different and even a little bit of homework to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be like a seminary class where we give you a 20 page paper to write, but you know, I know the group <laughs> I'm designing right now, I'll be a paragraph or so you're going to need to write yeah, every sure. week to come back and discuss. So we're going to kind of hold you accountable for the learning, but it's going to, it's not going to be a classroom. I don't want you to think classroom. I want you to think you're going to come and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to dive into some deep issues together and we're going to talk about them in a discussion type format, but just really try to, to equip you in that next level of, of learning and growth in your walk with the Lord. And so, so right now, if you will, you know, check your weekly emails or our Facebook posts, you, you'll see links where you can go ahead and sign up for one of those equip groups. And it's just, I think the one I'm leading somebody on Sunday night, you and Jonathan, I think are going to lead the ones on Wednesday night for this time. Uh, but I, I really think it's going to be really helpful. So think, kind of think about this as that middle stage of discipleship for us. You've gotten through that connecting faith and life curriculum. You've done that. Mm-hmm. You feel like you need more. Well, this is your more. This is that next Next step for you to take uh, to, to further your knowledge of 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 of. of of the scripture to continue to grow in your walk with the Lord. We're just trying to provide those additional opportunities to help you grow. And so hopefully what we're offering at Northwood is really just, um, for lack of better terms, a full menu of opportunity for you to grow as a disciple who makes disciples. And so I'm really excited about this. We've, we've worked really hard on this to try to kind of think through what looks best for us. And so, so what I, my prayer is, is that what can happen at Northwood is that if, if someone comes to faith in Jesus Christ through the ministry of our church, right? I lead someone to Jesus. You lead someone to Jesus, Trey. You lead someone to Jesus, Logan, or someone in our church leads someone to Jesus. That person can come here, right? And then there's an opportunity for that person to be discipled, yes. right? They can get in Life Connection group and start the process. They can get in that discipleship group. And, and as they're discipled, they're learning how to make disciples. And then they can continue to grow in their knowledge of Christ. They can be a part of an equipped group, and they can grow to understand, well, what is systematic theology? And they can learn about that. They can learn about... Um, some of the other groups we're going to be offering together, right? Like um, um, we're going to offer you know, like a making sense of the Old Testament group and a making sense of the New Testament group. I mean, so over the years, they'll be able to take all these different groups. And so they've come to faith in Christ. And by the time they get through um, you know, our discipleship curriculum and those equipped groups, they're going to have a pretty good understanding of who Christ mm-hmm. is and what it means to walk with him well and a pretty good understanding of his word, right? Mm-hmm. In addition to all they're going to be hearing in the sermons and all that kind of stuff, right? So so someone who comes to faith in Jesus Christ is going to have a tremendous opportunity within our church to grow and to grow well. And then just think they're, they're you know, four or five years, years into their walk with the Lord and they've gone through our process and they say, you know what? 
I think God is calling me to be a pastor or yeah. serve, serve on a church staff or or to be a missionary, where the case may be. Well, we've got a place for you. Yeah. We can help you with that. We can help you to uh, take those next steps to to get some experience in ministry right here at Northwood and serve with us maybe as a resident on our staff. Yeah. We can help you get theological education and some seminary credit hours. We can actually help you become a pastor, right? And so it's very possible the way that we're trying to structure our discipleship process here at Northwood is that for someone who comes to faith in Jesus Christ, they can be discipled, but not only discipled, trained to be a minister right here all in our church. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty exciting, right? And I think that is really what the church is supposed to be about, right? That 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 we're leading people to follow Christ, to know Christ, to imitate Christ, and also training them for whatever God has for them in the days ahead. And so we're just trying to have that holistic strategy that helps people to do that. And I, and I think we're doing that pretty well. And I'm really excited yeah. about it and thankful for the hard work that our team has put in to make this uh, uh, come about, right? And so, so I don't know where you are in your discipleship process as a follower of Jesus, but here's what I do know. If you're part of our church, there's a place for you to get started. Yeah. And we can help you get started now i do have a question these these classes are standalones though that's I mean, exactly in right. other words if for instance they don't start this semester they can they can also take a class next semester even if they didn't start it's that's not exactly like right ongoing. oh yeah good good question Trey. that's yeah. a really, really good question yeah you just jump in whenever you can yeah right yeah. so if you're not able to take one of the three classes this semester well there's gonna be three more next semester. we haven't mm-hmm. decided what those three are gonna be next semester yet but the, there'll be three more that come up next semester that's jump awesome. in then yeah. so any semester you can jump in and start that process mm-hmm. we're just asking that before you start that process of getting in one of those equipped groups that you go through one of our discipleship yeah, groups yeah. that you go through the connecting faith to life curriculum because that's going to lay it's basic but it's going to lay that foundation mm-hmm. that you're going to need and we're going to build on that foundation in those equipped groups so go through that and then any semester that you're ready these are going to go on i mean i don't know logan until jesus comes back these these equipped groups are going to go <laughs> on so whenever there's a possibility you just jump right in and that's that's the plan right from and we've talked about this at our staff retreat but from birth until death yeah we want to make sure that you have every opportunity available to you to know and love God through his word, to be obedient to him and participate on his mission. Amen. And yeah. y'all That's like, awesome. I've, and I know y'all feel this. I feel like a serious weight on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Absolutely. We're, of course. You know, like we're, we want to lead our people. Well, we want to equip our people well for the work of the ministry, whether you're with us for a year or 80 years, I want you to be able to know and love God because I mean, the scriptures say it, we're going to be held accountable That's right. for that. That's right. Right. We're, we're, so we're, we're approaching this humbly. Like I want to, I want people to hear us say that this is our humble approach to, to do our job. That's well, right. That's and right. what God has tasked right. us with. Um, we are going to, we are going to tweak things along the That's way. Right. We constantly are evaluating, but it, this is not coming from a side of just we want to offer some stuff. No, no. I want to see we disciples want to make disciples, and this and is I'm, how we're doing it. North. There's other churches that do it different ways and do it really well, but for us at Northwood, it's kind of the way we feel like Lord mm-hmm. is leading us to to do this in the context in which God has given us, and we do. We want to do it well because our what what gets us excited is 30 years from now. Yeah. Right. When we look back and we say, "Man, look at what the Lord has done. Look mm-hmm. at the lives that were changed, and look at the people who've been discipled. Look at the the people who are now um, serving in ministry. Look at how." how uh, that businessman is constantly sharing his faith and making disciples in the workplace. Or look at how that family is 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 walking faithfully with Jesus and serving on mission. We're excited.
excited about 30 years from now Amen. and the fruit that we're going to see as we're faithful in, in the days we have right now. So that's what excites us. Amen. Well, Pastor Logan, thank you for being with us today. And uh, we hope to have you back sometime soon, I guess. You're the most regular guest. <laughs> yes, I guess right. we'll be. So we'll, we'll be. Pastor Tommy, why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? Yeah. So thank you for listening today. I hope it's been helpful for you. And I hope that uh, you've been uh, benefiting today by what you've heard. Hey, listen out for those emails, uh, Facebook posts to kind of help you to know how to sign up for those equip groups. And we look forward to seeing you in those in the fall. But if the day has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. So you have new content delivery device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that helps us get word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.